Thank you for joining us for this podcast from the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ in Haleyville, Alabama. We hope that you will subscribe and will share our podcast with others. Now, we take you to the pulpit of the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ. Well, good morning again. As I said, today was going to be a little bit different, challenging in many ways. Uh, challenging in a lot of ways. The last few weeks have been uh, some of the most challenging that I have faced as a minister. I have had tons of emotion. I've had moments where I've cried. I've had moments where I've not questioned God, but asked God why certain things were taking place and happening. I've had moments where, to be honest with you, I was mad. Um, I've, I've been very emotional the last few weeks, as I know many of you have. And I want you to know this morning that I understand the emotion. I understand the struggle. I understand the gravity of the moment that we're standing in right now. But I want you to know that there is hope. That today is not the end of this church family. It may be the end of um, a chapter, but it's not the end of the book. And that's what I want us to try to focus on for just a few minutes this morning as we bring this time together to close. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Nehemiah. In the book of Nehemiah, the, the people of Israel had been in exile. And Nehemiah comes to their king that they are in exile under. And he asked him in chapter 1, let, let me go back and work on the city of Jerusalem where my fathers lived. And so the king granted him that opportunity. And Jeremiah goes back. And in chapter 2 and verse 11, this is where we start to read. He goes, I went to Jerusalem after staying there three days. I set out during the night with a few men. I had not told anyone that my God had put in my heart or what my God had put in my heart to do for Jerusalem. There were no mounts with me except the one I was riding on. By night, I went through the valley gate toward the jackal well and the dung gate, examining the walls of Jerusalem, which had been broken down, and its gates, which had been destroyed by fire. Then I moved on toward the fountain gate and the king's pool. There was not enough room for the mount to get by. So I went up to the valley by night, examining the wall. Finally, I turned back and reentered through the valley gate. The officials did not know where I had gone or what I was doing because as yet I had said nothing to the Jews or the priests or nobles or officials or any others who had been doing the work. Then I said to them, you see the trouble we're in? Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gate has been burned with fire. As I was sitting up last night, I was reading through the first couple of chapters of Jeremiah and that phrase jumped out at me. It would be easy to look at this moment and feel like our church has crumbled this morning, that our leadership has crumbled, that our ministry staff has crumbled, that we're looking at um, 
ruins of, of what was a few months ago and, and through this challenging time of the virus and, and through the challenging moments we faced in the last two weeks, it would be so easy and is easy and understand if you are discouraged and looking around going, what in the world has happened to this church family that just two months ago I left and everything seemed to be in, in, in perfect working order? You might be like Nehemiah this morning and looking and going, man, we're in trouble. And I believe that's a very fair feeling. I want you to know that it's okay to feel that way this morning. But I want you to hear what he says next. He says, come let us rebuild the wall of Jericho. Listen to that again, or Jerusalem rather. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. That's what I want you to hear this morning. Yes, we face a challenging moment. Yes, we are facing a defining moment as a church. Do we, do we get down and get bogged down by by the struggles that we're facing? Do we allow Satan to win in that way? Or do we get up and rebuild? Do we get up and say, okay, tomorrow's a new day. What's happened has happened. Change is going to come. Change is inevitable. More challenges are going to be in front of us. Absolutely. As you read through the rest of this book, you're going to see that people challenge Nehemiah and the people of Jerusalem over and over and over. It wasn't just a, hey, let's get this done, and it was done. It was challenge after challenge after challenge. But they did it. But they did it. If you keep on going, it says that they replied. This is verse 18, the end of verse 18. They replied, let us start rebuilding. And they began this good work. Hey, there's a lot of good works left for us to do. There's a lot of good works that God has in store for us as a church family. And we cannot let challenges get us down. We cannot let distractions overwhelm us. We have to be willing to do like these people did and get up and do the work of the Lord, regardless of what's going on around us. And you may be saying, Matthew, how in the world do we do that? How do we overcome this moment? Fast forward to verse 20. These, already, in these few verses, he's got some kings that they're already like, hey, how are you going to do this? How, you know, what are you doing? Who gave you the authority? He says, I answered them by saying, the God of heaven will give us success. Listen, if you don't have that underlined in your Bible, underline it because that's our verse for the next few months. The God of heaven will give us success. We're not going to do this on our own. We're not going to overcome on our own. We're not going to win the battle on our own. The only way we're successful, the only way we're successful is when we put our trust, our faith, our hope, in the God of heaven. And when we do that, Ninth Avenue family, we will be successful. We will be successful. Yes, there is a cloud of doubt hanging over us. But that's okay. That's the moment. That's the moment we're in. With God by our side, we're going to overcome. My favorite story in Scripture, my favorite miracle in Scripture, is the calming of the sea. 
And Jesus tells his disciples, hey, get in the boat and let's go to the other side. And when they're in, in the middle of that storm or in the middle of that water, what happens? This great storm comes up and, and, and there's raging wind all around and they're scared to death. And you've got some of these guys who are lifetime fishermen and they're afraid that they're going to drown. So it's got to be bad. So they go wake up Jesus and Jesus, he calms the storm. He says they don't have any faith, all this stuff. But the key point of that passage is this. Jesus said, let's get in the boat and go to the other side. He's told us the same thing. Trust in me, have faith in me, become a child of God. Get in the boat, and I'm going to take you to the other side. I'm going to take you to eternity. We have hope in that. We have security in that. We have assurance of that. That means storms aren't going to come. That's where we are. We're in the middle of the storm. Where is your faith? Are you looking for Jesus? Are you looking for the God of heaven to give us success? I am. I know he will. I'll share this story with you at some point when I have the opportunity. I don't want to go into all of it today. But I have great faith because I have faced a great church crisis before. I was on vacation and came home as the youngest man in the congregation. And while I was gone because of an incident within a family, all of the elders and all of the deacons had resigned. And I walked back into that moment as the only, if you will, biblical, you know, leader of, of that church at the moment. And boy, I felt defeated. But I trusted in God. I surrounded myself with some men that I knew trusted in God as well. And we persevered. And we overcame. And we had great, great success following that storm. Some of our greatest blessings come after our greatest challenges. Let's look to the God of heaven for our success. Let's consider it pure joy when we face trials of many kinds, as Brian read for us this morning. Let us not be discouraged. Let's not grow weak. Let's move forward from today and continue the work that God has set before us. Let's close in a word of prayer. God, thank you for today. As challenging as it might be, today is a blessing from you. Help us to realize that, to understand that. May we lean on you, God, during this time. May you bless us with that peace that transcends all understanding, the wholeness that you say that you will give us. Help us to not be anxious, to not be divided, to not be distracted from our job as disciples of yours. God, we do pray a special prayer for our church family. We are hurting. We're hurting as a united family. We're hurting as individuals, God. Some families are hurting more than others, and we have seen that this morning, God. Help us to minister in those moments in ways to help bring peace and healing. Be with our elders as they continue to lead during this difficult time. We thank you for those men, God, and their heart to serve you. Be with our deacons, be with our youth, be with all of our members. It's in your son's name we pray. If this program has been beneficial to you, please consider subscribing on Apple Podcast or your favorite podcast provider. Also, we'd love for you to leave us a five-star review, which will greatly assist us in getting the message of God's love and salvation to others.
We'd love even more for you to join us in person. We are located at 2309 9th Avenue in Haleyville, Alabama. Our Sunday worship services are at 1030 a.m. and 6 o'clock p.m. with Bible classes on Sunday mornings at 930 and Wednesday evenings at 630. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to join us again, and until then, remember, we are a Church of Christ caring for our community.